bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in coronavirus politics, like we're talking about reality TV. Can we just interview Andrew Yang every week? I wanted to just keep it up. I want to just keep it up for a month and just take a week, a month off and be like, Andrew Yang, just listen. Just listen twice. Listen and re-listen and re-listen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We managed to leave it up an extra day. <laughs> that was all we were going to get out of it. Uh, but if you came here by mistake, please turn this off and go listen to the Andrew <laughs> Yang. It's last week's. That's right. We have a giant bulletin board in our drug den slash podcast studio. Yes. And with all the pictures of our 14 listeners, mm-hmm. we got a new postcard from Mike and Andreas. Mm. Um. One week late because we did sit in front of the Drug Den Bulletin Board when we were on our video conference call with Andrew Yang, our new best friend. So, Mike and Andreas, you guys, you're one week late for for Andrew Yang seeing your handsome, handsome faces. But you're never too late for us to read your postcard. (laughs) Hi, girls. We're Mike and Andreas and have been listening to your beautiful and hilarious voices since the very beginning. We are part of the original 14 and love all the Patreon content, too. Don't stop what you're doing. And thank you so much for keeping smiles on all our faces through Miss Corona 2020. Here's a few boozy photos of us and our dachshund patchouli, who's the king of buggers. (laughs) Love, light and drugs. Mike Valdez and Andres Rosso. Okay, so dachshunds are the wiener dogs. Uh, Right. And that picture, you guys, (laughs) of patchouli is so fucking funny. It it, it completely reads as the king of cute buggers. (laughs) I mean, he needs a crown on his head. Yeah, he's so great. Well, sometimes we we pare down the the postcards if they're too big or just we want to make room. Like, for example, how I want to cut out um, Max's you know, best straight girl (laughs) law friend. I'm like, bitch, you don't even listen to the podcast. (laughs) Everyone on the board, everyone on the board is an actual listener. We even have ourselves on there. (laughs) No, exactly. Well, we have Jamie Voss. She's in the picture with her friend Juliana and Mm. that girl I know doesn't listen. We also have Teresa Teaback in Palm Springs who's with her dykey friend Jen. I'm like, Jen doesn't listen. I want to cut Jen's lesbo face out of there. I will because we have to make room on this board. Uh, we kept them because they're lesbians. So we go, oh, fuck it. They're lesbians. Right, right. But no, they're right. going. We can't uh, be another group who cuts away the lesbians. <laughs> they constantly get the short end of the stick. But with these two, they are so cute. We yeah. always leave the animals up. And then if we know must, the an- animal's must, name, we name must, the animal too. Must, yeah. Even though the whole point of this goddamn drug den board is so that we recognize our 14 listeners at live shows. Meanwhile, 
I never want to do another live show as long as I live. Well, we will. We won't be doing another live show apparently ever again. And uh, so don't worry about it. But also, you know what? In a weird way, it's like we can look over and go, there's our audience. Yeah. <laughs> we are doing a live show and they're on their bulletin board. If we didn't have them, we'd forget that anyone listened. So it's so nice to remember that people are listening. There's about 14 Photoshop pictures of me and Obama, including <laughs> our w- a wonderful wedding photo. That will stay up. Yeah. But they're basically placeholders for, for example, Mike and Andreas. So it's right. like we can now throw them up with patchouli. And I'm keeping the whole point. What I was saying is that I'm keeping this postcard intact because it's pitch mm. perfect. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. They're boozing it up in San Diego, right. which we love. It's yeah. where we drive to Tijuana to get all of our drugs. <laughs> we don't even need to now because we just street drugs, street drugs, street drugs. And prescription, prescription, yeah, prescription. on the streets. That's the thing. They're street drugs. They're prescription drugs, but we get them on the streets. We don't need to go to, um, to Xanaxville anymore. No. I was born in San Diego. It's mm-hmm. Southern Cal. Mm-hmm. They are just just yeah. cute, gay, living their best lives. We love it. We love an aspiration. Yes, so, an aspiration. So happy. Now, ma'am out. Yes. Michelle from Livingston, Texas, not to be last named. <laughs> okay. She did not include the last name. I don't know. Michelle, she sent us a gift box. <laughs> yeah. Just she might as well have just taken a, a scalpel. <laughs> Cut out her heart and put it into the gift box. <laughs> oh. It is so full with so much heart. So much heart. It was just the time and effort of the things inside of it. She drew a hand-drawn... I don't know what this person is doing with their creative talents, but I can tell you they're more creative. She is more creative in her uh, pinky toe than we are combined. Also, doing more, better work ethic, <laughs> yes. smarter, less addicted, being productive, <laughs> right? Effective, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. giving, being thoughtful, generous, correct? Ge- mm-hmm. yes. Not narcissistic. No, perhaps not selfless, hiding, <laughs> not, <laughs> not trying to stay under covers. Probably not stealing from others. Probably giving <laughs> to others. <laughs> Probably not making the couch lopsided, uh, <laughs> not bleeding others dry, not an energy vampire, mm-hmm. not a sieve on society, not drained by owns existence. <laughs> so, Michelle, fucking fuck off. We love you so much. She drew a hand drawn picture of you and I, Lady Red and Johnny mm-hmm. And a drag queen, we're not sure who. It was going to change from Jiggly Caliente to Raven from any given week. Right. We don't know. Right. It's already framed, Michelle. The minute I was in Julie's closet with the cat litter, standing in the cat litter box, (laughs) going, where's those frames? Where's the back to this one? I think it broke. Just use like a piece of cardboard. So we already have the frame. I washed my feet off right afterward. Yeah. And... We couldn't have got it at a better time. We're so happy to memorialize the crew in yep. the drug den. Yep. 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 Hand crocheted animal toys. I mean, slash toys for me. Right. To I will hold Julie and look at. Wanted to throw my. Like, We're not throwing those down. <laughs> Fuck the animals. We're keeping those. So she did a little blue alien for Mighty, which I love how it's it's not gender non-conforming. Mighty is a oh. girl. She's the only girl. Yeah. She got the little blue bald sort of dikey alien, which is clearly right. you, Julie took it. OK, <laughs> Michelle, it's currently taped to her microphone. I'm like, first of all, that's Mighty's. 
Second of all, so then we have the a pink oh. fish yeah. for dumpling. Mm-hmm. Boy, the boy toys are pink. This is right. how we're living. Yeah. These are actually going to be our unborn child, our Japanese daughter that we adopt. These are her toys. Yes. I'm, the sick part of me wants to like go to like a... Um, like a abortion protest people who are all like pro-life with their signs with fetuses and be like this this because it's so tiny yeah because it's like what they show in those pictures and i'm like it's just a crushing and just meanwhile like, michelle used to work at a fucking planned parenthood Ugh, amazing and, and dealt with those protesters mamal how the fuck did you just come up with that i don't know michelle doesn't even know that she's crocheting fucking unborn fetuses <laughs> Because the fish looks like mm, a fetus, too. It does. I mean, I'm just saying I'm not. I just. Yeah. I want to be like, this is what you're mad at. The little. Um, yeah. You should go hold that up and go. We should kill all of these. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think it's going to strike the chord you're looking for. I want to throw them at them. Like I think we should bags. do the fish more like and go look at this. It's like a guppy. It's this also is what you're mad at. That's right. It's also this, too. Then the other one is just a little piggy. And that mm. one's for Nacho. The fish is so cute. We're not giving any of the dogs any. We might throw the pig down just because it has a squeak toy in it. I want to make a hat with this on it. I love this this one so much. The oh, alien this, and oh, the fi- all of them. So you want the silhouette on the front of a hat, like almost like a patch. Like if it was a baseball hat and it, this was in, on the front of it and then people would go, well, who, what is that? And I'd be like, it's me. Merch idea, alien. Michelle. Merch alert. It's an merch alien alert. or it's something. It's so cute. And the fish is cute, too. You can do that for the fish. for the pig. Oh, my God. The fish is so cute. It has a floppy crocheted tail. We love you. There's also travel Kleenex, she said, for when <laughs> Meow Meow has to take a diarrhea when we're hiking, <laughs> which I will now be only using the phrase take a diarrhea. So, Michelle, it's a gift that keeps on giving. We were it was really sweet. <laughs> Um, this is already much too long. Okay, okay. I do want to acknowledge that Julie Lang sent us a very generous, <laughs> saucy gift card. Oh my god! For our three-year Patreon anniversary. Okay, so nice. Now, saucy is basically an offshoot of Postmates, where they only deliver alcohol. So, <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure. Um, over the years and really from all of our basically our our top tier board of directors and shareholders we've gotten over a thousand dollars if not over fifteen hundred dollars worth of alcohol from saucy uh-huh. so we should be shareholders and motherfuckers for all we know julie lang and jason moss own saucy <laughs> i'm curious at this point so and christy coke so we want to thank yeah. via julie lang mm-hmm. and our three-year patreon anniversary our $20 Patreon board of directors. Meow, meow. Do the honors, please. Of course, our number one, Leah Black. Uh, Leah Black and go to leahblack.com. She's selling her skincare. Got to check her out. She's got all new CBD stuff. Yeah. She's got hand sanitizer that right. doesn't drain, dry your shit out during Corona. Yes. And special. She made that. And, you know, she's been in the skincare industry for a long Decades. long time she knows what she's doing she's our friend we love leah go check her out we also have on our 20 dollars patreon board of directors john tippins love him chris lie hip love him and our sexy incestual brother from another mother jason M- saucy moss that's right jason mossy he <laughs> owns Moss, saucy jason, <laughs> jason let us fucking are you gonna take the company public and if so, uh, we want to be gifted some shares. We don't want to have to buy any. 
Our $10 Patreon <sighs> shareholder board. Mm. This is the next tier down. Right. Still quite important. Keeping the lights on. Also, double the size. We got Christy Coke, Jesse Robles, Maggie Hill, Matt in NYC, also not to be last named. Matt and Michelle, they don't <laughs> like their last name out there. Ashley Twett, Mary Jo Magniscus, future president and recent law school graduate, Max R., the one we're going to cut out his friend, his law school <laughs> friend from the pick. Our good friend, Jeremy Heard McKenney, and my beautiful mom, Pam Howard. Beautiful mom, Pam Howard. Speaking of your beautiful mom, Pam Howard, I would like to acknowledge my parents who just maybe about two weeks ago <laughs> signed up for a dollar. So I want to thank them for that. Oh, that is so nice. You know what? We No dollar is too small. No. We are all we want. Or the, in fact, it, we would prefer we had three times the size and everybody just paid a dollar. Right. Because, you know, the long, the longevity, but whatever. I mean, I can't. I'm so... If you want to join the Patreon, www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. When we get to 2,000 um, patrons, we are right now we offer one podcast for a dollar and we offer a second podcast a week for another dollar. So it's basically two dollars for two hour long podcasts a week. When we get to 2,000 patrons, we are going to give the second hour long podcast for free. So you'll get two hour podcasts for just one dollar. So we just got to get those numbers up, honey. And you know what? Thank the Goldman's. <laughs> for sharing an account and getting that one they got one more number on there it's all about the numbers it's a numbers game here. there's no better deal by the way on patreon look for whoever your favorite person is on patreon i'm sorry they're not doing I it mean, like if it's that. not us then you better fuck right <laughs> off actually all right my man now it's time for the shitty week in corona guess what bitch <laughs> coronavirus coronavirus shit is real This week in coronavirus, Trump went golfing at his own golf course and announced four executive orders that are supposed to help all of us poor and unemployed people. In simple terms, an executive order is a nationwide rule or regulation that the president makes on his own without Congress voting to approve it. The catch is presidents can't make executive orders that involve using money from the federal budget. If they could, Trump would already have done one to build his stupid fucking Mexico wall, but he's not allowed. Congress has to vote on how that money is spent, period. So that piece of shit trotted <laughs> out some fake executive orders where he pretended he was going to bring back the extra unemployment benefits right. at $400 a week and extend the temporary ban on evictions. But they weren't real executive orders. They weren't even real suggestions. They were nothing more than a giant campaign ad for Trump who knew all along that he didn't have the fucking power to do any of it. And once he said it, Russian trolls would descend on Facebook and Twitter posting fake news to make Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats in Congress the villains keeping all the money from us. Exactly. So we are not even going to talk about that bullshit. We aren't getting more unemployment and we aren't getting another stimulus check. Not yet anyway. So who fucking cares? What everyone needs to know is that coronavirus is continuing to spread. The curve is not flattening. And Trump did a series of interviews and press conferences in the last week that prove he's either half illiterate or he's on drugs. My guess is both. My hope is both. I think it's both. Here he is sounding like the world's biggest moron saying we are testing too much. And, you know, there are those that say 
You can test too much. You do know that. Who says that? Oh, just read Who? the manuals, read the books. Manuals? Read the books. <laughs> read the books. What books? What testing does? Who, no, no, I'm sorry. Shows, wait a minute, John, let, me, let me explain. What testing does? It shows cases. It shows where oh, there may thank be you. cases. Other I wasn't sure what testing test, You know when they test? They test when somebody's sick. That's when they test. Oh. And I'm not saying they're right or wrong. Nobody's done it like we've done it. We've gotten absolutely no credit for it. But we've come up with so many different tests. The only thing that we have now is some people have to wait longer than we'd like them to. We it's want a big a, problem. We want, <laughs> we want to have a five minute to a 15 minute right. test. When we do you have, think? And like many others. Every from American. What I understand we're close to 50% where it's point to point test. We are making thousands of instruments, thousands of tests right now, tens of thousands that can be distributed to various parts of the country. But you have to understand, and we've even sent some of them to other countries where they had a big problem. What? We've even sent them to other countries? I will say this. The the entertainment industry, showbiz, mm -hmm. is so desperate to get back going that they have a whole thing where they, because you know we're getting, Mamma and I are, the auditions are starting to crop up. Now we need to film them. I'm surprised they don't ask us to just film the whole movie here and the commercial in our own home. Can you also um, pay for the director, your wardrobe, everything, mm. buy all the lights and film the whole thing in your house? Yeah. Great. And then we'll see if we want to use it. So once they got the commercial going, you've got to go down, get a corona test at the production house. Okay, because that sounds like a, wonderful <laughs> very reliable place to get a coronavirus uh -huh, test uh -huh. then mm -hmm. they give you the results they hand you a swab which you do yourself and then they test it and get you the results in 15 minutes now i'm pretty sure just from this interview and now trump doesn't know his ass from a hole in the wall but i'm pretty sure this australian dude who works for axios mm -hmm. has done his research there isn't a reliable test where you get the results in 15 minutes, but here in LA, apparently, also known as La La Land, right. the world of fairy tale motherfuckers, mm -hmm. they're pretending there is one. So they're like this, your test is negative, see on set. <laughs> and it's like, okay, great. And then they go, here's the manual and here's the book <laughs> that you can read it in. Um, I don't know what manuals and what no. books were reading these tests and these, these uh results in I, I don't know but apparently production houses in LA have the manuals oh they do. have the books they have the fake test where they hand you a q-tip you go put it up your nose not even far enough because you don't want to hurt your own nose <laughs> or you swab it in your mouth like you're doing 23 yeah, and me I'll or whatever clean my makeup off with it and hand it back <laughs> and go is that what that was for because right. that's a q-tip so here he is meow meow yes sounding so fucking dumb mm -hmm. that the guy from Axios can he already did it in the last clip, but in this one, he cannot physically stop himself from turning a question about COVID deaths into a comedy bit. This guy, the Axios guy. Oh, he's he's putting word. He can't get a word in edgewise. No, he's angling them in. He's shoving yes. them in, yep. turning the shit into a full comedy show. I would I would urge you to look online. Now, I found a version of this interview online on YouTube with subtitles so you can really see the words because when you watch the interview and I want to tell you I've watched this interview three full times that 
on HBO Max or whatever that it's on Axios, you have to do it with the subtitles because there are words that you're missing that this Australian guy, Jonathan Swan, <sighs> keeps trying to insert and he just won't. Oh, like, Americans. Right. That's a test. Well, that's I'm a not, lot. Yeah. Well, that's actually not true. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> right. not true either. Right. I have the facts. And like. No, sir. And please don't sleep on his body language. He keeps his hand in his pocket for half the interview. Oh. He has his leg crossed. Yes. He's got restless leg Rest, syndrome. Yes. He's in Chelsea boots. Yes. He has his hand in his pocket. He's so relaxed, <laughs> okay, that um, with, the, with the exception of the foot bouncing, which feels as if he's either a therapist or <laughs> like your teacher. Yeah. He's he he. What you learn also in this is that he's covered Trump for five years. He's like been a part of like um, the press core he's in the oval office you learn he's has a relationship with trump which is probably why trump is in this only doing this right for whatever reason trump enjoys the banter and the sparring with no one can no one can withstand a motherfucking australian you know what i mean we're all just pussies open for australians (laughs) why right it's like he's he's sitting there he's being hilarious he's completely like trump's having fun it's like is having fun (laughs) The guy is passive aggressive. He also <laughs> is. He I do. You know, I don't dislike him that much, but I do want to say I think that Jonathan Swan is a smug, douchey. Yeah. Um, you know, he he he's passive aggressive and you, he thinks that he's doing this incredible, you know, pushing the envelope interview. But at the end of the day, it's like you weren't that assertive, sir. Oh, you actually just, weren't that assertive. You're, you're sorry. You're slipping words in under yeah. your breath. Under your breath. This is how I ta- fight with my mother. Like, you don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. This is p- two people who And are, that's why watching a fight with your mother would be hilarious because suddenly he's turning a question about the COVID death rate into a full-on comedy bit where he's going, no, 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 no. Right. Like, he won't, he, and I guess that's the thing with Trump is that if you are too aggressive, you're not going to be asked back. So he's trying to keep He's trying to be a journalist and trying to be pushing, but at the same time, he knows if I don't get in, if I don't do this under my breath, I'm not going to be asked back to the Oval, and I can't <laughs> wear my Chelsea boots and sit here with Trump. I, the, the figure I look at is death, and death is going up now, okay, no, and it's no. a thousand a day. If you look at death, yeah, it's going up like, again. Like why are they calling it death? Take a look at some of these charts. I'd okay? love to. We're going to look. Let's look. And if you look at death, yeah. Or, yeah. Started to go up Here's again. One. This is the well, charts right look here, like incredible. fake charts. The United yeah. States is lowest in many categories. Numerous <laughs> categories. Uh, we're lower than the world. The world. Lower than the world. Than <laughs> lower than the world. <laughs> we are lower than the world. In what? In what? In what? Take a look. In what? In dick size. <laughs> okay. Right here. Here's case death. Case death. Oh, you're doing death as a proportion of cases. I'm talking about death as a proportion of population. That's where the U.S. is really no. bad. Well, That's where we're bad. We're looking Korea, for where we're bad, Trump, not where we're good. You can't do that. You have Why to go, can't I do that? You have to go by... Why well, can't I? <laughs> you have to go by where... Look, here is the United States. Now it's, uh, you have to go by the cases. The cases Why not as a proportion when of population? When we have somebody... What it says is when you have somebody that yeah. has... Where yeah. there's a case, oh, huh. okay. the people that oh, okay. move from oh. those cases. It's surely a relevant statistic to say if the U.S. has X population and X well, percentage relevant, of death it's not the of best that population one. No, versus South Korea. No, you have to go by the cases. Well, look at South Korea, if, for example. Oh, no, that's how I talk to my mother. No! 300 deaths. You have to go by the cases. 
faces, like, Mom. Are you crazy? <laughs> don't know that. Stop talking to me like that. You think they're faking their statistics, uh, South Korea? I, I advanced he clearly does. Very good relationship yeah. with the country, but you yeah. don't know that. Yeah. And they have spikes. Yeah. Look, here's Germany one of, low, here's nine thousand. Here's one nine thousand. You take the number of cases. Look, we're last. Meaning we're first. Last, I don't know we what we're first in. <laughs> last, again, it's first, we're under okay. the world, or right. below and the world, we're beneath the world. I mean, my dick is not that Americans small, sir. Day, but I understand, I understand on cases, it's Last, different. first, no, but you're not don't reporting it. it correctly, Jonathan. <laughs> I think I am, but. <laughs> they need a fucking Amazing. comedy show, okay? Yeah. If they don't put them together on a road trip like Oprah and Gail, oh, we failed as a society, I mean, okay? They need to go on, they need to go, Coast to coast road trip. You're absolutely right. Then it could be it's because uh, Trump and or Trump the trumpeting of the swan or trumpet. I mean, yeah. it's just it's perfect. Or you know what? Start a podcast oh, like everyone God. else on the planet. You perfect. Too. Do perfect. a podcast. First of all, there's what's her name McInerney is standing in the back shoving sh- fake charts that Stephen Miller made on his fake pages macbook pro fake excel oh, yeah, he spreadsheet he didn't even use excel he used pages he, used he didn't pages. want to download microsoft no Word. he didn't want to pay for it so he used <laughs> pages and he put just basically he took like rectangle 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 turned them vertical and was like here's your charts horizontal, horizontal. <laughs> sound like trump turn them horizontal here's and so and then here's your here's your chart and you, you i know ha- that they probably brought an actual chart oh, and he thought it was God too confusing i really feel this this is what i feel deep in my soul well that he goes what is this this is too confusing i need this simple all i want on here china america russia right i want the highest cases and then i want the world yes four bar okay mckinney go on right makanana right she's like yes sir anything for you and then i just want four different lines here it's like right they simplified it all the way down and he clearly they are trying to figure out any way because they are and i'll say it again trump and the republicans are master kelly and conway master 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 at spinning the facts into the narrative that you desire masters that's what's happening here now one of the common things to do during this pandemic, Mau Mau, yes. is to compare it to other outbreaks and epidemics mm-hmm. in world history. Mm-hmm. I personally find this trend annoying because I don't know shit about history and I know even less about historical epidemics. Mm-hmm. That said, please listen to this <laughs> asshole. Try and speak with authority and pretend he's not the biggest ignoramus to ever hold public office literally okay the fucking canadian crackhead guy had it more together than trump the closest thing is uh in 1917 they say right the the great the great pandemic certainly was a terrible thing where they lost anywhere from 50 to 100 million people probably ended the second world war all the soldiers were sick uh it was a that was a uh, terrible situation and this is highly contagious this one is highly highly contagious and what's weird is that and then what happened was the civil war got exploded by these very weird bombs and airplanes flew in through world war one and into the american revolution <laughs> by then what was weird is then jesus came into america and was like, here's the Ten Commandments. And then everyone was like, but the Book of Mormon. And then everyone was just like, did Greece just fall? And they were like, no, it was Rome. And it was 1918. Was it called the Great Pandemic? 
was the Spanish flu. Yeah, that's what was, people call it, right? right the, Spanish the Spanish flu. flu. It was a pan. Was a they called the 1918 flu pandemic the Spanish flu. I've never heard anyone call it the Great Pandemic. No, I'm more into branding this one the pandemic. Yeah, agreed. And even though that was a pandemic, it has Spanish flu. We're you know later on hundreds of years from now when the world doesn't even exist people will be calling this coronavirus uh, yes i want you all to know that the spanish flu infected 500 million people and a third of the world's population so it it affected the world so 500 million people across the world died from the spanish flu and um in in case of, for any of those of you who don't know world war ii was um around 1938 to 1945 um, that's the Jewish one, right, Mimi? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, so at this point, the dude from Axios is so goddamn flabbergasted by the level of Trump's stupidity. Yes. That he literally has to ask him <laughs> if he even reads. <laughs> if he reads. Do you read your recent brief? I do. do I you? read a lot. Really? You know, I read a lot. They like to say I don't read. I read a lot. Uh, your, your I, daily I comprehend extraordinarily well, <laughs> uh, probably better than anybody that you've interviewed in a long time. Mm. Uh, I read a lot. I spend a lot of time with uh, at meetings. Uh, usually it's once a day. Once oh, a day, a lot of time. God. At least two or three that times a week so intelligence. Because this was apparently talking in your about India, right. talking about India, with yeah. the problems I feel like with I have China, a talking about <laughs> so many different <laughs> elements of the world. Mm -hmm. The world is a very uh, angry place if you look all over the world. Okay, we're not even going to get into anything. We're going to roll right into the next clip. I want, I want, okay. I want okay. everyone, before we even chop it up, okay. while, while the proclamation that he reads a lot and comprehends extraordinarily well <laughs> is fresh in everyone's ears, please listen to this, please. Was four or five years ago, this place was a disaster. In 2017... Whirlpool won relief from the ITC once again. Once more, your foreign competitors moved their factories to prevent a level playing field <laughs> and to avoid liability. Shifting production to Thailand and to Vietnam. Thailand what? and Vietnam. Mm. <laughs> okay. Places. And just in case you thought that that was an accident or a one-off, because I see some of you going, oh, anyone can make that mistake. And listen, in class, in... In, in 11th grade, I freaking said um, Arkansas mm -hmm. when I was reading The Great Gatsby out loud and it's Arkansas and listen, and I'm an idiot. So and I know nothing about about geography. Now, that isn't a one off because here's part two, part two. I want every American child to have access to pristine outdoor spaces. When young Americans experience the breathtaking beauty of the Grand Canyon, when their eyes widen in amazement as old faithful bursts into the sky, when they gaze upon Yosemites, Yosemites, oh. towering sequoias, <laughs> their love of country grows stronger and they know that every American I, has I, truly... I, 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 hey, are you talking to me? Hey, Yosemite! Yosemite! That's me. Okay. Uh, I just... First, first of all, number one, how... how is the president of the United States of America so incredibly mm. not cultured or well-traveled? Or here's a crazier thought. 
not well read <laughs> that you don't understand what the word Thailand Thailand mm -hmm. people who simply order Thai food who've never <laughs> even left Texas mm -hmm. know that it's pronounced Thailand because you see it on menus you would even think that just living I, I I've never even first of all I've never been to Thailand and I've never been to Yosemite okay however when I if I look at it I know just from just from from absorbing. reading <laughs> from reading from reading from reading that's the thing it's from reading the only way you learn to to recognize words that that are unfamiliar that look weird or how to pronounce them it's like knowing that filipino is spelled with an f and not a ph now many people don't know that because the philippines is spelled with a ph yes that's a common mistake however this is different he doesn't read it's clear he not and you're right he doesn't read he doesn't travel to places nope. other than where his Golf clubs are. I don't think he's ever fucking even been to freaking the Grand Canyon. I, I, I I'm thought, quite sure. When I heard no. the clip, I go, I don't think he's ever been to the Grand Canyon. No, uh, I don't think he has either. And I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he knows one. I don't think he even knows what a national park is. I don't think he understands. I think what he understands is let's drill in the Arctic. But I don't think he understands what a national no, park is. I don't think he knows and what Sequoia is. No! And the only reason he knows what goddamn Mount Rushmore is is because he fucking needed to go and do his stupid fucking press conference. Like, he no, he doesn't know anything. And we learned from watching the news, Jared Kushner and that entire family literally said, we don't care about history. We don't care about history. The people who are running our country don't care about history. Okay, now it's time for our brand new segment, Close Your Legs to White Supremacy. It is very wonderful to be wealthy, especially if you're white. Then you can get anything you want. Okay, so we are excited to introduce our brand new weekly segment, Close Your Legs to White Supremacy. America is in the middle of a racial reckoning, and not only are we here for it, we are committed to talking about it on our podcast every week indefinitely until social and racial justice are served. Closing our legs to white supremacy can take many different forms for many different people. It can be as literal as stopping fucking your prejudiced partner <laughs> or enabling your racist parent or giving money to your church or synagogue or mosque because their beliefs are homophobic, sexist, or racially exclusive. When we stand idly by allowing vulnerable groups to be marginalized, we are in actuality keeping our own selves marginalized. Ooh. Rich and powerful white men control everything in this country, from the news cycle to their stacking the courts with conservative judges. Their stranglehold on the narrative makes fighting them hard. But until we are all safe, none of us are safe. So, to kick off the inauguration of Close Your Legs to White Supremacy, it's only fitting that we talk about the queen of spreading her legs and forcing other women to spread theirs in order to maintain her white wealth and privilege at all costs. So here's Trump in that same Axios interview in the same Axios comedy special talking, <laughs> talking about his old buddy Ghislaine Maxwell, who is the pedophile pimp and CEO for Jeffrey Epstein's Fortune 500 sex trafficking company. 
Mr. President, the other day a reporter asked you about Ghislaine Maxwell. You said, quote, I just wish her well, frankly. I've met her numerous times over the years, especially since I lived in Palm Beach, but I wish her well, whatever it is. Mr. President, Ghislaine Maxwell has been arrested on allegations of child sex trafficking. Why would you wish such a well, person well? First of all, well? I don't know that, but I do know that. She has. She's been arrested <laughs> for that. Her <laughs> friend or boyfriend Epstein. was either Epstein. killed or committed suicide Who in jail. You know personally, She's sir. In jail. Uh -huh. Yeah, I wish you well. I'd wish you well. I'd wish a lot of people well. Really? Good luck. Hitler? Let them prove somebody was guilty. Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, you do Black Lives Matter? So you're saying you hope she doesn't die in jail. Nope. Is that what you mean by exactly. wish her well? Her boyfriend died in jail, and people are still trying to figure out how did it happen? Was it suicide? Was he killed? And I do wish you well. I'm not looking for anything bad for her. I'm not looking bad for anybody. And they took that and I mean, they she's made a child, it such, sex, such child a big deal. But all big it is, deal? is oh. her boyfriend died. Her boyfriend! He died in jail. Was he killed? Was it suicide? I do. I wish her well. He's been to Pedophile Island. He was friends with Jeffrey Epstein. There's pictures of him and Melania, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell all together. He knows for a fact that he knows her. He knows for a fact that she has shit on him. He knows that he fucked young girls and Trump can go fuck himself and go die. Oh, the, the level that he hits that the boyfriend died in jail, died in jail, died oh, in jail, died in jail. We don't know. He's just basically telling her, get ready to die in jail, yep. bitch, unless you're only going to come forward about the Clintons. That's right. Oh, we don't know if he died. No, you do know because you were part of the group that had him killed, fuckface. So the indisputable first step toward genuinely closing our legs to white supremacy is getting rid of Trump and making sure his butt buddy Republicans <laughs> lose the majority vote in Congress. Outside of impeachment, sudden death or forced resignation, the only way to do this is to vote in November and vote Democrat all the way down your ballot. Mm -hmm. Here's Trump explaining how the Republicans are going to fraud the voting system to keep their white supremacy. So we have a new phenomena. It's called in. It's called mail-in voting, where you send where new. a governor. Well, it's been here since the Civil War. In terms of the kind of the kind of millions and millions of ballots, they've never. Done it'll be it'll be like bigger this, this year because of the pandemic. Bigger, not bigger, massively bigger. Yeah, because of the so pandemic. So they're going to send tens guy of millions so of ballots shady. to California, yeah, all over the place. Who, who's going to get them? I have a friend who lives in Westchester County. They send applications, not that. His son passed away. He had a beautiful, <laughs> wonderful son, young man passed away seven years ago he called me he said i just got a i just got a ballot probably for my son robert <laughs> he died seven years ago somebody got a ballot for a dog somebody got a ballot for something else you got millions of ballots going nobody even knows where they're going you look at some of the corruption having to do with universal mail-in voting absentee voting is okay you have to apply you have to go through a process you have to apply absentee for mail-in <laughs> Look, look, look let's do concrete. Let's do Jonathan, concrete. They're sending out applications. Governors, <laughs> millions of ballots. No, they're not. There it's is, applications. You can there get them off is the no way you, get them you off can the go through a mail-in vote without massive cheating. I honestly don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all, and again, just like with Ghislaine Maxwell, there's no way you can do a massive mail-in vote without massive cheating because you're going to try and you already started trying to cheat. You're already fucking with the Postal Service. Yep. You're already trying to sabotage mail-in voting. You are doing exactly what you say that it, you we are scared is going to happen. He is the Republican, and I say Republican Party, Megan McCain, Republican Party. This is your fault. 1,000, 1,000, 1,000 percent. And the thing is that what he's doing with the Postal Service and the mail-in voting is by 
firing a bunch of postal workers, reducing hours. They're creating a whole situation for the for our mail service to be reduced so that when you mail in your ballot, if you don't mail in your ballot two weeks prior, your vote will not make it in. That's what they're trying to do with the with the postal service. It's really like it's so shady. That's and, so shady. And snaky and it's so gross. All right. So as most of you probably already know, Portland has been the site of some of the most contentious Black Lives Matter marches in the country. It started when protesters began occupying a no police zone in the city center. Different shit happened in there. And then Trump enlisted the help of a private militia group to go in unmarked vehicles and grab protesters off the streets. When that got out, he told them to stop kidnapping people and instead had them stand on the front lines and guard all the federal buildings in Portland. Because God forbid a federal building in Portland be damaged. The country would just surely fall apart. <laughs> Let's move to Portland. Um, I'm sure you've seen the disturbing footage of people in fatigues beating the no, Navy no, no, veteran. No, 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 no. Well, here you go. There. The fake news. It's not fake no, news. No, no, no that didn't happen. Pepper spraying. It's not fake news, Mom. These people were anarchists and agitators and some protesters, but these were anarchists. Okay. These people were beating anarchists. the hell out of I mean, the city. They were beating up our federal buildings and our federal <laughs> courthouse. We told the police to I stop. I kicked it. the buildings out. Yes. And the fucking police punched that building right in the Your own face. Justice Department and Homeland Security Inspector Generals. Excuse me. But your Inspector Generals Excuse are investigating unconstitutional. You're trying now to blame law enforcement instead of anarchists. Good. We're blaming law enforcement. Of Antifa. I'm not. It's Antifa. And anarchists that are causing the problems, not law enforcement. Yeah, no, and that's right. Twenty-five million Antifa members have gone out and protested around the country. I didn't know Antifa was so big, my mouth. It's huge. Antifa is so big. It's so huge. And you know what Antifa loves doing? Going up to buildings and kicking their fucking ass. They go up to buildings, they punch the building, and then they kick the building, and they punch the building, and they kick the building. The level that they're the Republicans, and I'm saying Republicans. I'm, that's what it is. That's sorry, not sorry. You are twisting the narrative again. And he went into fucking Portland with like what we think is the, yeah, the, the, the mercenary militia kidnap people and is basically doing an authoritarian move being like, like China is doing in Hong Kong. We don't want you protesting. We don't want to hear you. You don't have a voice. You don't get to do that. And we're going to make it look violent because we're making it violent. So now we're going to say that you're violent, but we're the ones making it violent. It is beyond. They'll do anything to hold on to their white supremacy. It's fucking tragic. So our last clip is Lindsey Graham and not Trump. But in terms of closing our legs to white supremacy, <laughs> Lindsey Graham is a senator from a state with their legs wide fucking open. Okay? South Carolina. Yeah. And the very foundation of Congress was built on white male supremacy. Mm -hmm. So hearing any sort of leg closing progress in Congress is very symbolic of a greater progress being made. And it's just very, very, very fucking exciting. Did anybody mention the Logan Act? I have a vague memory of Director Comey mentioning the Logan Act. Okay, what I'm was he mentioning sure the Logan Act about? Act. In what context? Well, that's, I'm not sure if he mentioned that in the Oval Office meeting or in the meeting that he. What and do you I think about the, the Chairman? Let her answer the question. Well, Just because it's a woman testifying doesn't mean she has to be cut yeah, off. Yeah, thanks a lot, answer. Senator Lee. I really appreciate that. You're very constructive. <laughs> Play it one more time, Emma. I mean, just enjoy, enjoy 
I have a vague memory of Director Comey mentioning the Logan Act. Okay, what I'm was he sure mentioning the Logan Act about? In what context? Well, that's, I'm not sure if he mentioned that in the Oval Office meeting or in the meeting that he What do you I think about the Chairman, let her answer the question. Well, Just because it's a woman testifying doesn't mean she has to be cut yeah, off. Yeah, thanks a lot, Senator Larry. <laughs> I really appreciate that. You're very constructive. Now, listen, you guys know as white supremacists go, Lindsey Graham is gay ass, is near <laughs> and dear to our heart. We he's he's entertaining. Mm -hmm. He's clearly just he follows the dicks. Yep. That's just what he does. Yep. And but the guy that that checks him. Yes. Mamma found out last night is 80 years old. Yeah. He's the oldest living person in the world. He's, yeah. the, he's the oldest living um, senator. He's the old. He's still the, the longest in Congress. Yeah. He served the longest in Congress. He's a senator, Democratic senator from Vermont. He serves with Bernie Sanders. White man. Yep. Patrick I don't Leahy. even care, like, the fact that an 80-year-old is going to check a bitch talking about let a woman finish, yeah. I stand. A tear <laughs> came to the eye, okay? And it's not, you know, it's and like we said in the beginning, it's like, until we protect all marginalized groups, then we're, we're all at risk. And it's just like, for, for an 80-year-old man to set down the the mantle of and his his scarf of sexism <laughs> to take it finally off it's yeah. not easy for these guys right. and i really thought i could finally see that my pebble in the shawshank prison went right through finally <laughs> Like, I was like, what? Mm, yes. Did my little pickaxe <laughs> tunnel its way? Is yes. there a sliver of light coming through where actually change can happen, where people over a certain age can change? Okay, well, the last thing we want to talk about after Black Lives Matter is the person who epitomizes white wealth and privilege. But why do we have to, Meow Meow? Because it's Megan McCain o'clock. When we're all just raising McCain, everywhere across the USA, you can get on the train or get out of the way. We're all just raising McCain. Hey, we're all just raising McCain. Everywhere across the USA, you can get on the train or get out of the way. We're all just raising McCain. You were at my wedding, Denise. This segment used to be called Megan McCain Bugs, but just in case hell freezes over and she lowers herself enough to ever agree to come on this podcast, we changed the name to Megan McCain O'Clock, and we actually think it's more fitting because there's never a time when she doesn't bug, hence Megan McCain O'Clock. For those of you who aren't familiar with our quarantine Twitter buddy, Megan McCain, <laughs> lucky you. She's the daughter of the very famous and now deceased John McCain, who was a Republican senator from Arizona who ran against Obama in 2012. For no other reason than her father. My father. She is now a regular co-host on The View, where she regularly bugs everyone every day with her conservative <laughs> Arizona white privilege nepotistic bullshit. That said... She's a huge fan of Bravo, and if we found out that she liked us on the People's Couch or Vanderpump, we'd become her friend immediately and defend her until the end. Now, the segment used to be called Megan McCain Bugs, and she does. But also, The View Bugs, Whoopi Bugs, Sunny Bugs, Joy Bugs, Sarah Haynes Bugs, The Guest Bug, The Segments Bug, The Format Bugs, The Incessant Birthday Celebrations Bug. The whole show is just generally annoying and unsatisfying 
especially now while they are doing it remotely from their living rooms and talking about nothing but Corona. That said, we haven't missed an episode during COVID-20. And honestly, we are so obsessed with it now (laughs) that Whoopi and Joy actually don't even bug anymore. And don't even get us started on how obsessed we are with Sunny Hostin now. Oh, my God. That bitch gets it so hard on The View in quarantine. She is a star. They all are. If you aren't watching it, you need to get your life because the chemistry and underlying rage and seething tension between all the women really shines through when they are forced to not talk over each other. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, we watch The View every single fucking day and feel low-key anxiety when it's over, which is why we are in full withdrawals right now because they are on a break for a month. So Julie spends the majority of her day (laughs) checking in on Megan McCain's Twitter so she never has to lose that connection with our girl. And then she calls me and updates me if there's anything good on her Twitter, a.k.a. annoying, which there always is because Megan McCain bugs. (laughs) And then when it's especially good, a.k.a. annoying, we know that it's Megan McCain o'clock and time to fill you guys in. So take it away, ma'am now. Okay. God. Uh, (laughs) So as our 14 listeners know, we don't watch anything on Bravo anymore. But... I saw on Megan McCain's Twitter that she and Republican jizz guzzler S.E. Cup and Bravo jizz guzzler Jerry O'Connell were all going to be on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. Now, I knew we weren't going to watch it, but I still wanted to keep tabs on it because Megan McCain is obsessed with Andy Cohen. And I find it fascinating to watch her try and own being super Republican-y in front of him. And in turn, I find it fascinating to watch him pretend it doesn't bother the fuck out of him. Basically, I like to watch two people shamefully swallowing their integrity, wondering how they can sleep at night, all the while knowing that I will sleep like a baby because Megan McCain will never agree to come on this podcast. So I will never have to kiss her ass to the detriment of my overall mental health and well-being. Uh, Megan McCain, Jenny Tolan wants to know if you'll continue working on The View after your baby is here. Uh, Why does everyone ask me uh, if I'm getting fired or quitting every 20 seconds? No other host has to deal with this BS. Yes, I'm coming back. It's an election cycle. Like, I'm, yes. I hate I'm it. assuming, <laughs> Megan, I mean, you've said this, and I just yeah. want to reiterate it, because this could be the last time I see you until the baby's born. You are voting for Joe Biden, I'm assuming. I'm not saying who I'm voting for, and Essie's not saying who she's voting for, but I'm not voting for Trump, but I really want to see who he chooses, and I want to see how this plays out, and I want to see the debates, and I'm like such a last minute, I mean, I'm so spoiled, because I've loved so many elections, That's and true. <laughs> this one's not my favorite for a lot of different reasons. Mainly because I'm white and white privilege. <laughs> oh, also fucking, and then jizz guzzler, fuck face Jerry O'Connell goes, why don't you vote for Kanye? <laughs> it's like, why don't you get the fuck out of our face, Jerry O'Connell, you fucking bravo tit-sucking douchebag. <laughs> fuck out of here fucking talk about kanye this isn't a fucking joke essie cup is not telling who she's gonna vote for and i'm not gonna say who i'm gonna vote for either because i am so spoiled and also my father because it's not one of my favorite um like campaigns or elections because i don't like trump but i love being a conservative and i'm the only conservative on the view and the only conservative and when i'm the only conservative and essie cup knows this because she's a conservative jizz guzzling cum dumpster too (laughs) and we only care about what men think of us because like that's just whatever and i'll just be like i can't believe that people are asking me just because i'm a woman even though my husband is even more conservative than i am and he's a fucking complete and total douche (laughs) but whatever it's totally fine because we're just like people and humans and stuff and like everybody deserves the right to live except the fact that like i'm not going to vote for joe biden which means i'm not going to vote for trump and i don't appreciate anybody telling me that i need to vote for either of them even though i'm completely conservative and want all the republicans to win even though i won't vote for trump but what i really mean is that i'm actually going to secretly vote for trump of course 
you fucking i'm so mad at you megan i'm mad at you crazins i'm mad at you how dare you you should not you need to vote for joe biden you need to vote democrat i'm sorry that the republicans fucking suck a bag of dicks right now and not in a good way and you need to fucking suck it up and vote democrat god you know, it's really hard. I hate to psychoanalyze, but I do need Megan McCain to like us. Um, <laughs> I the thing is, is that she has three brothers mm. and I know that her dad, I truly believe John McCain. He, for some reason, reminds me of my own dad, just looks wise. And he obviously was more successful. Um, so um, <laughs> so I feel like her dad would have been so fucking here for the Lincoln project um, and, and the, yes. the Republicans that yes. have defected away yes. and are really just trying to yes. take back the Republican party yeah. or start Republican, you know, 20.20, like the, almost like a third party, but they really, they, no one ever wants to say that because it has such a bad connotation, but right. I feel like our dad would be majorly here for that. I and if he, he was too. alive and healthy, I think she would be here for it too. But the thing is she has those three brothers and I think that those brothers have a really strong influence over her. She's the only girl. I mean, they, they I think they, they adopted another daughter later, but she's younger than her. So for a minute, it was the three brothers and her. Right. And I just think that they, you know, it's clothes, your legs on white supremacy, <laughs> Megan. You have to do it. You have to do it. And the way it first starts is with women being like, fuck you. You're not going to fucking control me just because you're a man. I don't care. I don't need your fucking approval. Fuck off. And you're not going to vote for Joe Biden. You're going to wait and see. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Also, Joe Biden was friends with John McCain. You should at least be into that. He eulogized John McCain at John McCain's funeral. He's obviously a good guy. If you can't just at the very basic at, at the at the base at the foundation maybe you're republican and like the lincoln project guys know they want to be republican they miss their party blah 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 but they know that what happened to it is a is a is a toxic waste disgust they can't even walk in the same room with this the, you 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 can't identify with that party anymore or you are trump megan mccain you might not vote for trump but by not voting for Biden and not voting for a new regime, you are pro-Trump. Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the giant zombie pandemic nightmare that we are all living in right now. She's always hated doing it, but it goes without saying that it's been beyond hard for her in COVID-20, especially after we had on Andrew Yang last week, and all we want to do right now is quit this fucking podcast. <laughs> but we all need the little sliver of hope that this segment brings to us, so it lives for another week. So tell us, Meow Meow, <laughs> what is your so there's that moment? For this week. Well, you know, it's definitely been a chore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, this week to find something uplifting. Um, not just after Andrew Yang and also the last week of loss that we've had and Trump and Mitch McConnell deciding that half the population deserves to get evicted and must be lazy and don't want to work, even though there's no work that could possibly support a family or barely one person. And as we discussed last week with Andrew Yang, people want to work and they want to be able to live and not have to tie four jobs together that barely pay enough for some people's car payment or membership to Trump's golf club. Even when just one person makes, let's say, four grand a month and then you add an addition of 1300 to it, your entire life is transformed. But no, 
Those people are lazy. You know, like public school teachers, public defenders, fast food workers, retail workers, taxi drivers, Uber and Lyft drivers. God knows when you work 40 hours plus a week and still can't pay your bills in your one or two bedroom apartment. You're just a lazy sack of shit. And so Republicans, I say unto you, go fuck yourself. But I digress. This Wouldn't that be great? So there's that. <laughs> I, I want it. Believe me. <laughs> but this isn't the go fuck yourself segment. So now you uh-huh my me. darling oh my darling my, <laughs> my darling. darling oh my darling you forwarded this to me and it really made me feel fired up and hopefully you guys listening it will too now we've been fueled up for the past 67 or so days by the black lives matter protests which have not stopped around the country and people have been hitting the streets and not just rallying together around the civil rights movement and demanding to be heard and make changes but have also been defending themselves against some of the most egregious governmental constitutional and human rights offenses against americans right to protest by being kidnapped beaten and arrested we're watching the most inspired moments by citizens calling for change and the most deranged and antiquated moments by white supremacists wielding their last bit of dissolving power. The Republicans are showing their asses every day and it's gotten extremely discouraging. Everyone feels very scared and we're wondering if we're going to be able to make the changes we desperately want and need. I know we're all struggling with this anxiety and fear. And as the election comes closer, the worry that Republicans are going to steal our lives away is a real, real, real fear. Are the protests going to work? Will our voices and cries be snuffed out? There's no real way to answer this. And time has to move on and Joe Biden must be elected. However, we read this article that really should stoke our fires back and keep the hope alive. In 2019, BBC.com ran this article. And the message and the truth of this is so incredibly important and is so timely, I feel like we have to share it. Here's the headline. The 3.5% rule. How a small minority can change the world. Nonviolent protests are twice as likely to succeed as armed conflicts, and those engaging a threshold of 3.5% of the population have never failed to bring about change. According to Erica Chenoweth, a political scientist at Harvard, looking at hundreds of campaigns over the last century, Chenoweth found that nonviolent campaigns are twice as likely to achieve their goals as violent campaigns. Strength in numbers is a phrase that kept coming up in Chenoweth's research. You can go drop bombs in your tiny dick terrorist group and kill and seize power, but it's not going to last and you're going to die and everyone's going to hate your fucking guts. They cite several protests from around the world that in fact removed dictators and did enact change. Now, I'm not going to go into the specifics, but she's bringing up places where we're talking like full civil unrest, war, dictators. And ultimately, you could argue, well, it doesn't last or it's a band-aid to a larger problem. This is valid. However, the facts and data show that it is the people acting in a nonviolent manner and relentlessly continuing to demand the changes they want where they did see change. I mean, she brought up countries like the Philippines, Sudan, Georgia, not the state, the Russian one, Algeria, and the similarities are blaring. Storming federal buildings with flowers, chanting, singing, being there, demanding change with signs and their voices. And if you don't think these crackpot dictator cockbags didn't violate these people, you're tripping. They stood firm and they won. We, of course, always need to look back at the civil rights movement of the 60s and Martin Luther King Jr., who taught us that it will be through love and understanding from us that is going to bring about the change, that their love and understanding is inconsequential. What we need from them are laws, Gandhi, women's suffrage, 
the Estonia singing movement. Look it up. And it goes back in history to times no one cares about. Oh, the Estonia singing <laughs> movement. Now, we've been to Estonia. You got to look it up. It's really interesting. The Black Lives Matter movement, however, which is calling for specific and tangible changes brought to the streets up until about today. 25 million people across the country. It is the largest civil rights protest to have ever been in America. And right now we're in the dialogue stage and we're up against what is basically Hitler and the Nazi party. Now we're in the interesting pickle because there have been violence, but the movement itself is nonviolent. And that's what we're looking at. Not to mention most of the violence is coming from the powers that we're trying to change. Ultimately, the good news is that according to cold hard facts, it is nonviolent protests that have brought about the major political changes around the world. And as we lose hope, let's remember that and drink like Gatorade to refresh our spirits and stay in the fight. From news shows, the written word, to the streets, and to the relentless hope and tenacity and determination of people who will not stop and know that it's time for this shit to change. I mean, we got Joe Biden to say he would choose a woman of color as his VP, and that's because of Black Lives Matter movement, and that's huge. The systemic racist laws and regulations will come crumbling down as long as people stay the course, stay smart, keep vigilant and loving. And according to Chenoweth, there weren't any campaigns that had failed after they had achieved 3.5% participation during a peak event. Numbers really matter for building power in ways that can really pose a serious challenge or threat to entrenched authorities or occupations. And right now, we have the numbers. The Crunchwrap Supremes are holding on, but they don't have the numbers. And as long as we stay vigilant, they're going to crumble. When you lose hope, just remember it takes 3.5% of the population and we have it. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much, especially now. We are so grateful for all 14 of you. Please consider joining our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. It's $1 for one podcast a week and $2 for two podcasts a week. They're both an hour and lately they've been a hot fucking mess. But hey, there's no politics, no ads, no Trump, no structure, no stress. And best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. If nothing else, you'll be distracted from your own life thinking how annoying and insufferable and tone deaf we are. <laughs> Just go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics to sign up. And if you're still on the fence when you get there, scroll down to the episode from September 11th. It's unlocked and free for you to try out. There's also an unlocked one from earlier in 2019 called No Shirts Off in My Class, Sir, Please, if you feel like you need to hear another free one before you take the leap. But you might as well give it a try. We're never going to stop bugging about it. And once you join, you'll never again have to wonder what it's like to be a part of the dumb gay pandemic known as our Patreon. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. We finally finished the crappy episode <laughs> after Andrew Yang. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dying because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look 
Don't judge a book by its cover I'm not much of a man by the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty grooving Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry Right We'll just say where we are Then go back to the car We don't want to be any worry Well, you got caught with a flat wheel How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic By the light of the night It'll all seem all right I'll get you a satanic mechanic I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite right. I could show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain is really to blame So I'll remove the cause <laughs> But not the symptom <laughs> 